Alright guys, so I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about this with my podcast, but after a conversation with a friend the other night, I feel like I should. I know there's a lot of people out there um, who may disagree with me, and that's completely fine because everybody has their own opinions. I want to talk about the coronavirus for a second. And I know what you're probably thinking right now is, oh my gosh, another person talking about this coronavirus. This is the last thing I want to hear. But hear me out for a second. Or just stay with me for just a few more minutes. I think for me, okay, for me definitely, this was a wake-up call. This was a total wake-up call for me. Uh, I am a kind of person who is constantly on the go. I have everything, like I have something going on every day of my week, except for maybe an occasional Friday. Other than that, I'm booked. People, my family, they are lucky enough if they even get to see me. I'm a full-time college student. I have a job. I'm involved with my church. I have activities outside of my church that I'm involved in. It's insane, y'all. Quick story, when I was a kid, I was like in 10 different activities. And I couldn't drive a car yet. And so my parents would have to take me from activity to activity to activity. Now, I'll be honest, you know, like, my activity level has gotten a lot better since now I'm not in high school. But I am finding that it's starting to get how it was in high school. So just a little snapshot of my life for you. Um, I was an EMT explorer. I volunteered at a nursing facility. Um, I was in marching band. I was involved with uh, police explorers. Uh, softball, volleyball, the list goes on, y'all. I was involved in church. Like, it just, it goes on and on and on. Life before quarantine for me was insane when I'm looking at it now. I'll be honest, you know, I didn't really sit down with the Lord and have a quiet time. You know, people would come up to me and they'd ask me, well, hey, how's your relationship going with God? I'll be honest. Turn, I put a smile, a smile on my face. I was like, oh, my Atlanta. My relationship with the Lord is great. You know, I'm growing, I'm thriving, I'm on fire. That could be true sometimes but honestly I was lying more to myself to make me feel better and it's crazy what you start to realize when you're stuck in your house for a month now maybe even a little bit more than a month 
So a snapshot of my life before quarantine. Like I said, full-time college student. I would go to class. You know, I'm one of those crazy people that do 8 a.m. classes. Um, I'm an early bird, but I can be a night owl too. I would go to work. And then Mondays, um, I would have martial arts. Tuesdays, uh, I would have what we call IFAM, which is a Bible study. Wednesdays, I would have youth group, and then I would have um, my college ministry that I would go to. Thursdays, again, I'd have martial arts. Friday, I was lucky if my Fridays were free. But most of the time, I would find something in there to block my Fridays so that I wouldn't have to sit at my house and be bored. That's life before quarantine. Life now in quarantine is really slow. Now, I'm not saying that it's so slow to the point where I feel like I have nothing to do. Because I've been able to um, still do things. But it's not normal. You see, I am a huge person who is a extrovert. I love people. I love talking to people. There are times that I can be an introvert and I need to stay my... Be introverted and have my time. But most of the time, I'm out talking to people, giving hugs, you know, being like, what's up, so-and-so, how's it going, or being this loud, obnoxious person at youth group who just wants to check in on all of these students. That's just who I am. And it's really hard for me to sit here in quarantine, not be able to give people hugs not be able to have interaction with people, not just be around people, not go sit and, like, people watch, um, not go and hang out with friends. Like, there's just so many things that pile on top of each other. I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about this, but I feel like there needs to be light shined on this because... Even in the midst of this darkness, there is still light. And it's kind of crazy, you know? So, here's this. When quarantine first happened, I was not happy about it. I was still going to a few activities that were going on. Not very many. But... God kind of slammed the brakes on me. I was like... I was like, what is going on? Why are you doing this to me? Why why are you telling me to slow down? Guys, it wasn't until I took a step back and I looked at my relationship with God. I called myself out on it. I'm sure there's some people uh, listening or some people out there who saw. But I was going down 
kind of a dark path and I was struggling and I feel like um honestly I feel like before all this even happened I feel like I was drowning and like a lifeguard would like jump in they'd try and save me but I would just keep drowning I would keep putting more stuff on top of myself I would keep um I would just keep going underwater. And so, with me being able to take a step back and really take a look at my relationship with God, I immediately saw that it was suffering. Guys, I couldn't even tell you the last time that I really, like, genuinely opened a Bible, sat down, and had a quiet time. I can't tell you when that last time was before this quarantine happened honestly and so now like being stuck here in quarantine I've learned a lot about myself that's for sure and I feel like there's a lot that I've improved on but one thing that has improved a lot is my relationship with God so We're in the month of May now, which is mind-boggling to me. But um, I was a confirmation mentor. I went through the entire book of Mark with um, the students. And it was amazing. I have never read the book of Mark like I did. Now, I'll be honest, like I've, you know, sat down and the pastor be like okay we're gonna be in mark chapter blah 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 verse blah 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 go ahead and turn there now that's different no what i'm saying is i was in scripture i was imagining like i felt like i was physically there all right so get this all right just imagine with me for a second close your eyes Are they closed? Imagine this. You walk up and you see like this deserty sand house. And there's people inside and outside. And Jesus is there. He's inside this house and he's preaching. I just I want you to imagine that for a second. Okay. Now imagine this. There's four friends and there's one friend of theirs that is completely paralyzed. He's on this mat and his friends have so much faith in Jesus. And for his healing. And for who he is. Y'all. They couldn't get in. To this house where Jesus was. So they climbed up. This house. And when. I think about this. Okay. You can totally disagree with me. But when I think about this. I think of Star Wars. And if you've ever played like the ps2 uh battlefront game 
they do a really good job about like describing or like showing you like what it would look like I feel like in Star Wars and so like they would have like these sand huts and on the side you know there'd be a case of stairs that would lead to the roof and that's what I'm imagining so they get up there and guys the next thing you know they start digging a hole in this roof to help their friend now the way I'm imagining it I can just see it now Jesus is like something falls on him and he's like what the heck and you're like looking around you know and then it happens again and he like looks up and he starts seeing that you know somebody's digging a hole in this roof and when they dig this hole they literally lower him down and Jesus was like pick up your mat and walk your faith restored you I'm sorry but that's just insane y'all and so when I when I hear that story when I was in scripture with my confirmation students I looked at that in a completely different way than how I first looked at it when I would be sitting in when I would be sitting in church you know I really like sat there and I broke down all of that scripture now again that was just a snapshot of scripture And I encourage you to go check that um, reading, that story out, because it's pretty interesting. But the thing is, you know, these four men had so much faith in Jesus. So much faith that they weren't scared. They did not doubt him. And see, like, I didn't have that much faith in him. I'll be honest. Before confirmation, like... Like I said, I was I was drowning. And so for me now after God has told me to slow down, take a step back, my relationship with him has grown immensely. If you know me, I've always said that I'm so on fire for the Lord. That does not mean, though, that I don't go through valleys like you. I do. I struggle every now and then, you know. And it's hard to get out of those valleys. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you feel like sometimes you're getting everything thrown at you. Let me tell you this. At the start of April, and I'm still praying this prayer... But I told God, you know, I want you to break me completely. I want you to break me completely. I want you to strip away the old. Bring me new life. I've been on fire for Jesus for a long time. But honestly, I have not been on fire for him like this before. It's kind of crazy now that, you know, after slowing down for a month, what he has done for me. He has um, revealed 
um, some new friendships for me. And he's taken some old ones away from me. He has just shown me that I'm his daughter. And he loves me unconditionally, even though sometimes I screw up. He has shown me um, what my tattoo, you know, like really stands for. Uh, Be still. That's the tattoo that I have on me. And I'll be honest, I was not being still before all of this. And it was like an eye opener for me. And so here, here's what I'm thinking, you know, a lot of us, um, our states might be getting ready to lift the order, um, the stay-at-home order. And uh, some people believe that life is going to go back to normal. I genuinely would love life to go back to normal. But when life does go back to normal for me, I want to take what I've learned here in quarantine and apply it. And so what you're probably asking yourself, well, what does that look like? I want to slow down. I want to take time. I want to be intentional. And so what does that look like in my life is I'm still going to continue to go to school full-time. That's a given. I'm also going to continue to have my part-time job. That's a given. But that means I'm going to start cutting some things out of my life, like activities. And now I'm still going to have, you know, my Mondays and Thursdays where I am going to martial arts I'm still going to have my Wednesdays where I go and hang out with the youth group. But I still want to be able to set time aside. I want to be in scripture every single day. That's my goal. My goal is to be in scripture every single day. I'll be honest, y'all. When you're in scripture every single day, it changes your life. God starts revealing things that you need to work on or places you need to grow. It's absolutely insane. What happens when you finally slow down and you trust God's process? I'm going to say that again. When you trust God's process. I was talking to uh, my confirmation students today and we were talking about trust and I asked them, you know, why, why do you think it's so easy for us to trust a pilot who we've never met in our entire life to fly an airplane and get us to our destination safely? And one of my students brought up a good point 
And uh, she said, well, Miss Aubrey, it's, uh, it's because, you know, society tells us, oh, this person has their credentials. They're able to fly. Therefore, because of that, us being in the society that we are, you know, we can trust them. And I asked her, I asked all of my students, I said, if we can trust a pilot so easy, then why is it so hard for us to trust in God? You've met him. I mean, not person to person, but you've met him, like, spiritually. You've had encounters with him. He's with you when you're in prayer. Where two or more are gathered, he is there. So I asked them that, and they were like, you know, Miss Aubrey, you're, you're right. And they, they told me, you know, they feel like it's because cause you, you can't really see him. I mean, you can see the work he has done. You can see the good in this world that he has done. But it's just like a friendship. When you meet a friend, you, you, you get to know them first. And slowly, you know, you start sharing some stuff with them. And vice versa with them. And before you know it, you know, you're, you're best friends and you can tell each other anything and everything. Because you know... It, that they're not going to go anywhere and you trust them. And that's how our relationship with God should be. That is how we should be pursuing God. God should be our best friend. God should be the person we can go and tell anything and everything to. And I'm learning that. It's crazy. And yeah, it can be scary sometimes. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that if you don't have a prayer journal or a journal in general, get one. You know, write you don't have to write a prayer. You can you can write bullet points. Um, you can just doodle in it. You you could, you could write an entire book, whatever you want to do. But I want you to treat God like he's your best friend and you can process everything with him. The other crazy thing too is God isn't going anywhere. You know, friends will come and go. Relationships will come and go, but the one relationship that will never go is yours and God's. That relationship will never go. So for anybody out there um, who's listening, I want you to know this. You are a son or a daughter of the most highest God and he loves you and he will fight for you 
He just wants to see you shine bright. He wants you to be the light of the world. He wants you to be so on fire for him. But he also wants you to be in his word daily. And that's my challenge for you this week. I want you to try and be in scripture every single day this week. And if you can, that's awesome. If you're just starting out, maybe try it. Try and be in scripture twice this week. For anybody who claims that they're a professional Christian or they've been a Christian their entire life or whatever you want to call yourself. If you feel like you're more advanced in your faith, be in scripture every day this week and start a journal. A journal of thoughts, prayers, whatever. That's your journal to God. You can put whatever you want in that journal. That is between you and God. You want to drop some hurtful things in that journal? Go for it. You want to tell him how your day really was? Go for it. You want to be mad at him? And explain it to him, go for it. You want to ask for healing, go for it. Whatever it may be, I want you to write it in that journal. I want you to write it in that journal. I want you to process with him. Because until you let things go... Things are not going to get better. So that is my challenge for you this week. That is what life looked like for me before quarantine. And this is what it's looking like now. And so if you're out there and you're struggling, I challenge you. Get into scripture And start journaling and start a prayer journal or some sort of journal so you can process your thoughts. So I challenge you and I wish you luck.